this Saturday, September 23rd, MLB betting picks edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use promo code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. Roster brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code CFBX on your first purchase to save $20. Again, download the Game Time app and use promo code CFBX. Roster brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the underdog pick them in college or NFL and went up to 20 times in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% bonus of up to $500. Finally, brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off for your first first month and start making smarter bets today. Welcome, everyone, to the MLB Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Friday, September the 22nd, currently 4.38 on the East Coast, here to handicap the Saturday schedule in Major League Baseball. And joining me here to help me break it all down, you guys, home as a voice of the Tennis Gambling Podcast, the NFL Gambling Podcast, WNBA, NBA Gambling Podcast, and of course, here on the MLB Gambling Podcast, is Scott Studio Reichel. Scott, what's going on, my friend? And nothing much. It's actually kind of funny how gambling unites people because we were both on the same exact German soccer match. <laughs> and we didn't even know about it, actually. I had no idea you had money on it. You had no idea I had money on it. But apparently we were sweating out the same exact bet and we won. So yeah. it's kind of funny how I was telling you what I was up to and you're like, I was doing the exact same thing. And I had no <laughs> idea that we both had action on the same play. Yeah, um, I, I saw I was watching the score. um earlier when I, had, I was having lunch it was like one to one with like with about like what 17 to 20 minutes in i was like okay you know this might uh not be as much of a sweat uh that we'll need but uh, lo and behold it was like what two to one uh, and i think like with the 60 some odd minute um i think stuttgart put in a goal but it was called offside uh, long story short they get into uh injury time and then uh stuttgart puts in one goal uh but the uh ref uh the side ref called it offside but on the replay he was definitely onside and uh var did the right job god does got us the gold got us home so we were in the money uh for uh that game so yeah good start to friday uh i also did have the cubs team total over five and a half they're currently up six nothing uh in the top of the eight so a good start to the friday hopefully we can carry that momentum uh into uh saturday so um, Scott, uh, this weekend we have some intriguing uh, matchups as far as you know standings go. Uh, at least the national, or sorry, the American League wild card, and also for the uh, American League West. I know, know we've talked a lot about on the pod over the past several weeks that that race is pretty much going to come down to the final week for the AL West uh, between the Astros, the Rangers, and the Mariners. Um, so right now, as it stands, as of Friday, before the games do kick off, the Astros hold a half-a-game lead, both over the Rangers and the Mariners, and a huge, huge series this weekend between the Rangers and the Mariners. I believe they're playing in Arlington this weekend, uh, in the Texas area, but a huge series for them. Uh, the Astros at home, 
this season haven't been very good ice to Astro standards at home, at least. They're 39 and 39, but they have a very easier opponent that they did struggle with last weekend, which was the Kansas City Royals. So um, I think the Astros are definitely in the driver's seat right now if they want to take care of business against one of the worst clubs this season in the Kansas City Royals here. So we'll talk more about that as we kind of get through these games here. So, um, Scott, we have about, what, six to seven intriguing series this weekend. We'll hit on the top games. And if anybody is in the chat right now uh, or want us to cover any of the games, um, we'll definitely do that here. So, uh, Scott, let's just dive right into the games here, my man. Uh, first game that we're going to get to here is going to be uh, the first game actually on the board on the Saturday schedule. That's going to be the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, they are in Bronx uh, to take on the New York Yankees. Um, it's going to be a 105 Eastern start. I am currently seeing Zach Davies is going to get the start here for the Arizona Cardinals, and I also do see Carlos Rodon is going to get the start here for the uh, New York Yankees. No lines officially listed here, but I think those are going to be the probable pitchers more than likely. Um, I'm not sure if we can trust either one of these pitchers here, Scott, but can you make a case for either side here? Oh, uh, yeah. First of all, I think you mean the Arizona Diamondbacks. What did uh, I say? Arizona Cardinals? You said Cardinals. You're in full football see, swing. Yeah, we're seeing it's, 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 I was talking to someone offline um, about how we you know we cover MLB and, and baseball, and we're already like intertwining the two uh, the, the, the city names or the team names or the respective city. But Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, but yeah, go ahead. I think for this one, I'm curious what the price is going to be, which is why this is kind of tricky. But I am going to lean to the Yankees in the first five. Rodon has had a rough year, but recently, not bad. You're looking at Davies, and he has not exactly been good lately. He's gone in his last three outings, four innings, three runs, four innings, three runs, three innings, five runs. So not exactly pitching that well. Rodon has started to figure some things out. Do I think that he's still in a, a solid pitcher? Not really, but he's been better lately. And we know Arizona, despite having a pretty decent run lately, can occasionally underachieve in some spots. The Yankees haven't exactly looked sharp over the last couple of days against Toronto. They did win the game yesterday because Cole's incredible. But you're going through Rodon's recent numbers, and besides one blow-up start against Detroit back on the 7th, he's been decent. Six and two-thirds, three runs, five innings, one run, five innings, two runs. He's been okay. I trust Rodon more than I trust Davies, which, once again, is a very, very low bar for Davies. But give me yeah. the Yankees' first five. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, also the strikeouts have been there for Carlos Rodon yeah. as well in back-to-back starts. Nine strikeouts against the Red Sox, and he had uh, double-digit strikeouts, 10 against the Pittsburgh Pirates. And, yeah, you're right. He's definitely been in better form. Um, compared to what we talked about earlier when he did return from injury for the Yankees, where he was just absolutely fade material. But like you mentioned, seems like he has figured some things out here for this uh, for himself and this Yankees pitching rotation. Meanwhile, it's an opposite story right now for Zach Davies. Um, especially on the road, he has struggled mightily. He's allowed 21 earned runs and 23 and one-thirds innings pitched. He has an 8.10 ERA on the road this season. Like you mentioned, he's had at least three earned runs over his last three starts and hasn't made it past the fourth inning in his last three starts for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Now, fortunately for the Diamondbacks, uh, the offense, ha- or at least I should say for Zach Davies, the offense has carried um, uh, him to victories here because they have won four straight starts when he has uh, pitched for the Arizona Diamondbacks here. So um, I agree with you. I, I think the Yankees um, in the first five is a good look here. I don't hate him full game depending on the price again, but I think that, also, I'll, I'll probably look at some runs being scored, whether that's full game or um, in the first five innings. I think both guys definitely will give up a couple of runs here. So if you're able to get a, 
a five on the total. Maybe I will look at it over five in the first five innings. Also, walks are a huge concern for Zach Davies. allowed at least uh, two walks in four of his last five starts. And then two of his last three starts, he's issued three walks to the opposition, three against the Rockies and three against the New York uh, Mets in that span. So, um, yeah, I think we'll definitely see some runs in this game. Um, next game we'll get to here. It is going to be a – let's go to a 4.05 Eastern start. And that's going to be between the New York Mets and the Philadelphia Phillies. We actually do have lines for this game, and I'm currently seeing for the Mets it'll be Jose Quintana getting the start for the New York Mets, and Zach Wheeler uh, is going to get the start here for the um, Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, Currently, the Phillies are a minus 185 home favorite here, plus 154 on the money line for the New York Mets. Total set at 7.5. Run line minus one and a half plus one fourteen for the Phillies and plus one and a half minus one thirty-five for the New York Mets. I'll uh, start here with Jose Quintana, who is getting the start here for the Mets, like I mentioned. On the season three and five with a 3.02 ERA, 44, 45 strikeouts to 24 walks. He's been decent over his last um five starts. He just had one bad start, which was against the Braves, but who's not having a bad start against against them? But other than that, over his last four starts, he's pitched, let's see here, 24 and two-thirds innings. He's only allowed uh, five earned runs in that span uh, to the opposition. Um, and over his last five games, like I mentioned, two and one with 3.00 ERA, 20 strikeouts at 10 walks. Uh, Zach Wheeler on the other side uh, for the Philadelphia Phillies on the season, 11 and six with a 3.63 ERA. Uh, last three games, oh, sorry, the last five games, he's three and zero with a three point three zero ERA. Um, back-to-back starts against the Braves, one in at uh, sorry at home where he did get blown up by the Braves, but he did bounce back nicely against the Braves in Atlanta in his last start, six innings, three hits, he only allowed one earned run to the Atlanta Braves. Um, Wheeler has actually struggled against the Mets this season. Uh, where he has a 0-1 record with a um, 8.44 ERA. There's just been one start against the Mets, which was back on May 25th. He allowed five earned runs and five and one-thirds innings pitched. I'm actually going to lean here with the Mets in the first five. Uh, I think Quintana, I like the form that he is in, and I give. I want to say Wheeler has struggled not only this season against the Mets, but I think if we go back to last season, he had also struggled against the Mets in his last two starts. So, Including last season here, Scott, 0-3 with a 5.60 ERA against the New York Mets. So all in with the Mets at a nice plus price here in the first five innings. I don't trust that bullpen, um, but I'm going to go with the Mets here. Any thought? What do you got on this game? That was actually going to be my exact handicap because I remember Wheeler struggling with the Mets for a couple of years ever since the Mets kind of got rid of him. He was decent early on against them, but once again, you mentioned 0-3, 5-plus ERA in the last two years. The Mets have not been a good team but recently, they've been okay. Can I say that? Like, they haven't yeah. totally embarrassed themselves out there. The Phillies have been good, and I do think the Mets' bullpen might blow this thing. But Quintana's been solid, and he keeps the ball in the ballpark, which is something that's very important to do when you're against the Phillies. But I think for this one, I am in a lean to the Mets' first five. We have the same play here. I do think if you want to take the Mets, maybe first five plus a half, I don't mind that either. But I do think when you're looking at this matchup, Quintana's been decent. And Wheeler, historically speaking, has not been good against the Mets. I do think there's some value on the Mets early in this game. I'll lean to the Mets first five. Love it. All right, before we get over to the next game, 
uh, on the MLB schedule. Let me tell everyone about DraftKings Sportsbook. We're back with another week of football, and DraftKings is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw down. Throw $5 down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away in instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get on the Texas money line this week against the Jags. They haven't lost in Jacksonville since the 2018 season. So, hey, I think my team is due uh, to get their first uh, win of the season. And CJ Stroud hasn't been that bad to start the season. So, <clears throat> I think they could go in there and – uh get the upset and maybe knock out a lot of uh, survivor uh, pools this week as well. I think Jacksonville might be a, a, uh, a popular pick this week in survivor pools as well. So I'm rooting for my Texas to get the job done. Uh, football is more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now and sign up with the promo code SGP. New customers can bet just $5 to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Again, make sure to use that promo code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. And we're also brought to you by GameTime. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't have to be stressful. GameTime is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets, their best prices are guaranteed. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you're going to have. Their app has some great features. They have flash deals and last-minute tickets, like I mentioned. They're easy to find and to buy tickets for every kind of event in your area as well. My favorite part about their app is when you go in to buy those tickets, you can get an image of your seat view uh, before you uh, actually make the purchase because, or you won't be surprised once you actually get to the venue and there's no obstruction in your um, in your view before you do get to the uh, actual venue uh, for those respective events. And lowest price are guaranteed. Event cancellation protection as well. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. And again, get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concert, comedy, theater, and much more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. Get this. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time's going to credit you up to or uh, 110% of the difference. That's how confident they are in their prices. Again, get images of your seat before you buy them so you know exactly what you expect when you get to the uh, venue. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're all set to go. And the tickets are sent directly to your phone. You don't have to hassle through the mailbox or even your email box. No, they're right there on your phone. So download the GameTime app, create an account, and use promo code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code CFBX for $20 off. Download the GameTime app today. Last was price guaranteed. All right, Scott, let's get over to the next game on the schedule. Excuse me, that's going to be a let's go to a 410 Eastern start. The Milwaukee Brewers, they are in Miami to take on the Marlins. I am seeing Brandon Woodruff is going to get the start here for the Milwaukee Brewers, and Jesus Lazardo is on the mound here for the Miami Marlins. Uh, looking at the lines for this game, uh, let's see here. Let me go to my odd screen here because DraftKings doesn't have it up yet. Uh, so I am seeing. The Milwaukee Brewers are a around a minus one twenty uh, favorite here, plus one oh seven, plus one ten on the money line for the Miami Marlins. Total is seven in this game here, Scott. What are you liking about the Brewers and the Marlins here? I like Milwaukee. 
in this spot. This line just feels a bit short. Milwaukee's been in good form lately. You're looking at Lazardo. He's been fine too, but he did get shelled in one outing recently against Milwaukee because he gave up six runs and 10 hits in five innings. So the point is Milwaukee just saw him. They were very solid. I think Woodruff might be the most underrated pitcher in the league. And I've thought this for a couple of years because it's the same story every year. He's pretty good to start, barely pitches, gets injured, comes back after the All-Star break and dominates into the playoffs. It's really the same story every year. And he's just a really good pitcher. There's really no way around it. He's 5-1 and one with a sub-2 ERA. I'll go with Woodruff here. I know, once again, Miami's at home. They are a good home team, but I do think that Woodruff is a better pitcher. And Lazardo getting shelled by Milwaukee last time he faced them doesn't exactly give me much confidence in him. I'm going to go with Milwaukee. I think Woodruff deals once again. Yeah, I mean, even throughout his career against the Marlins, he's been absolutely uh, fantastic. 3-0 record with a 1.71 <clears throat> ERA, 18 strikeouts in three appearances. Like you mentioned uh, earlier this month against this Marlins team, Complete game shutout for Brandon Woodruff. He allowed six hits, had seven strikeouts in that game to one walk. Um, I think that he continues his dominance here. And again, I 100% agree with you that he's one of the most underrated pitchers in the entire MLB. And a lot of it may just have to do that. He does get injured. But again, when he is healthy, he's out there pitching for this Brewers team. Um, he's been absolutely fantastic and lights out. And we'll see how well he does in the playoffs for this Brewers team. Because when you do have a combination of Burns and Woodruff uh, as your one-two you're always going to have a chance. Obviously, the question always is for the Brewers, are they going to end up manufacturing enough runs uh, for them to make a serious run? And that just hasn't happened. But again, this pitching staff has been absolutely brilliant uh, over the past several seasons, led by Brandon Woodruff and Corbin Burns. So, yeah, I agree with you. This line does seem a little cheap here. I'm all over the Brewers here. Um, you, again, if you have access to all or if you have uh, access to offshore uh, books here, I'm, I'm seeing anywhere from the range of minus 114 all the way up to minus 130 currently over on bookmaker and total again is consensus at seven right now for this game uh next game on the board we want to get to is going to be the 410 eastern start another huge series here toronto blue jays uh and they are in tampa i should say to take on the rays uh huge in ryu gets to start here for the toronto blue jays and zach liddell uh, Latell is on the mound here for the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, looking at the lines for this game, the Rays are a minus 142 home favorite here, plus 120 on the money line for the Toronto Blue Jays. Total is set at eight in this game. Run line minus one and a half, plus 130 for the Rays, and plus one and a half, minus 155 here for the Toronto uh, Blue Jays here. Scott, what are you liking about this game? For this one, it's a bit tricky. I am leaning to the under. I know Latell was not great in his last start. He was fine, four and two-thirds, but only gave up one run. But he's been good recently. The last uh, three starts, he's been pretty effective, and I do think that Ryu, since coming back from injury, has actually been pretty good as well. So I am going to lean to the under in this game. Maybe it's a playoff atmosphere-type game, but I do think, once again, with this game mattering for both teams, they should leave all hands on deck, basically. But mm -hmm. I am going to go with the under in this one. I think if I had to give out a lean on the side, I would lean to Toronto because I just trust Ryu a bit more than Latell. But Latell's been decent. I'll acknowledge it. But I'm going to lean to the under. I see a pretty ugly matchup here for the offenses because both pitchers are pretty <coughs> solid. Give me some type of 3-2 final, maybe a 4-3 final. But I think eight's a little bit high. I'll lean to the under. Yeah, currently Tampa is one and a half games uh, back of the Baltimore Orioles in the American League East. And then, like we mentioned at the top of the show, the Toronto Blue Jays have a half a game lead over the Rangers and the Mariners for that second spot 
for the wild card uh, uh, in the American League. So it seems like either obviously it's going to be either Tampa or Baltimore as that top spot uh, for the American League wild card in the battle between the Blue Jays, the Rangers, and the Mariners um, for uh, two, three, uh, two and three, I should say, for the American League. Um, yeah, I, I do like the form that uh, Ryu is in, like you mentioned. Um, coming back from injury, despite over the last five games, he only has a one and two record, but he does have a 3.16 ERA. Um, they're really not stretching. I think they're being very careful, but either with his pitch count or the amount of innings that he's actually going. He does give up a couple runs. He's at least he's allowed at least two earned runs in four of his last five starts. He did uh, shut out the Red Sox in his last start, four and two-thirds, allowed six hits, but again, didn't give up any runs in that game. Uh, and on the road, he's been really solid as well in four road starts, one and one, but he has a 1.89 ERA. Hasn't faced a raise this season, um, and historically against the Rays, let me see if he... So this goes back to the 2020 season when he did join the Blue Jays. He has a 2.55 ERA uh, against his Rays team. So uh, pretty successful against his uh, Rays batting lineup. So, yeah, I'm with you. I like the plus money uh, price here with the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, all right, Scott, before we get over to the next game, let me tell everyone about Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. And you could win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. And from now until October 4th, Underdog is matching 100% of your first deposit of up to $500. Yeah, that's $500 up until October 4th. Uh, they're giving away $100,000 also on Sundays. Uh, again, you got to check out that promo. Every Sunday, they are giving away $100,000. That's a total of $2 million in prizes all season long. 100,000 in prizes this week, 10,000 to 10 people this week, new sweepstakes every week of the NFL season. So you have to check them out. And again, they bumped that bonus up from $100 to up to, to up to $500. This week's higher or lower is Tyreek Hill receiving yards of 91 and a half. Higher or lower. And if you're wrong, you still have a chance to win $10,000 over on Underdog Fantasy. So watch along. Make your picks and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you deposit with promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit of up to $500. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. And we're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for player props, parlays, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea. Into Hall of Fame bets, revolutionary probably optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data driven parlays. So download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start researching, start winning Hall, Start winning with Hall of Fame bets today. All right, Scott, let's get over to the next game on the schedule here. Let's go over to a 8.05 Eastern, or no, I'm sorry, that's the wrong time. It's going to be a 6.10 Eastern start between the Baltimore Orioles and the Cleveland Guardians. I am seeing John Means is going to get the start here for the Baltimore Orioles, and Cal Quantrill is on the mound here for the uh, Cleveland Guardians. Lines for this game, the Orioles are a minus 148 road favorite here, plus 120 on the money line for the Cleveland Guardians. 
Total is set eight in this game. Run line minus one and a half, plus 120 for the Baltimore Orioles, and plus one and a half, minus 142 for the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, I'll leave this off here. John Means, uh, we talked about this a few weeks ago, didn't make his return from a long injury stint. Uh, on the season, 0-1 with a 3.60 ERA. This will be his third start of the season. He's coming off a really solid start, which was against the Houston Astros in Houston. He went five innings in that game, only allowed four hits. The Astros, one earned run, did have three walks in that game. Uh, but again, it was another solid outing for him um, against the Houston Astros. Meanwhile, for Cal Quantrill, um, a pitcher that a lot of us sometimes can't figure out whether it went to back him or when to fade him. Hasn't been very good this season. He has a 3-6 and six record with a 5.26 ERA. He's been a little bit better over his last five starts uh, with a 1-1 one one record with a 3.21 ERA. But at home this season, 1-4 with a 6.06 ERA. Um, he's been solid over his last four starts, but he's faced the Rays, the Angels, uh, the Giants, and the uh, the Royals. Not really murderer's row there. Uh, did face the Baltimore Orioles earlier this season where he got absolutely blasted by this team. In four and one-thirds innings, he allowed eight hits, eight earned runs uh, to the Baltimore Orioles here. So I'm going to stay with the with the, the more desperate team here. That's going to be the Baltimore Orioles. I'm looking at their run line here. You get all nine at-bats. I like the form John Means is in. Even if he does go five innings, I think that's um, you know that's pretty solid. Bullpen, you know, it can be up and down for this Orioles team, but I do feel like the offense is going to be able to get to Kyle Quantrill here. So if you want to look at a team total over for the Baltimore Orioles, I, I like that angle as well. But as far as full game, uh, I'll go with the run line here, minus one and a half, plus 120 uh, for the Baltimore Orioles here, Scott. I think we're going to disagree on this one. I'm actually okay. going to lean to Cleveland. I don't mind Quantrill. I was against him earlier this year because he made us a lot of money betting against him. But last four starts, he's been really good. He's allowed less than three runs in each of the last four starts. And I do think, once again, with Means pitching, he's been okay, but he also has only made two appearances this entire season. So it's a small sample size. Now, Baltimore is the much better team. I'm not going to try to deny that. But I do think when I'm looking at this overall matchup, Means only goes five innings. So even if he does pitch well, I'm not sure how long he's going to go. Baltimore's bullpen has been fine. A little bit iffier since Batista got hurt. Yeah. But I'm going to lean to Cleveland. I think sure. that you're looking at this actual price, and Cleveland, despite not playing for anything, has been a decent spoiler lately. They've actually beaten some decent uh, playoff teams. I'm going to go with Cleveland with Quantrill. I like how Quantrill's performed. I think it's a good price. So I'm actually going to lean to Cleveland in this spot. All right. Uh, next game on the board we'll get to here is probably the series of the week, and that's going to be the Seattle Mariners. They are in Arlington to take on the Texas Rangers, a 7.05 Eastern start. I am seeing Logan Gilbert is going to get the start here for the Seattle Mariners, and Jordan Montgomery is on the mound here for the Texas Rangers. Uh, let me see if I do see lines for this game. So I do see some loose lines out. Uh, currently, the Rangers are a minus 115 home favorite. Also do see a minus 120 for them as well. Now, the take back, take back price for the Seattle Mariners, it's either uh, even money or plus 105 uh, for the uh, Mariners here. Total is at eight and a half in this game here. Um, let's start here with Logan Gilbert. Um, on the season, he is 12 and six with a 3.77 ERA. Last five games, pretty consistent, two and one with a 3.77 ERA. He's been really solid on the road. Eight of his 12 wins have actually come on the road this season for the Mariners. In 16 starts, like I mentioned, eight and one. 
Uh, did face his Texas Rangers team earlier this uh, season where he did go six and two-thirds innings, allowed three hits and two earned runs in that spot, had 10 strikeouts uh, in that game against the Texas Rangers. Uh, meanwhile, Jordan Montgomery on the other side for the um, Texas Rangers here. On the season, he is 9-11 with a 3.38 ERA over his last five games, 1-1 one one with a 4.71 ERA. He's put together back-to-back solid starts for this uh, Mariner, Sorry for this Rangers team. 14 innings pitched, 9 hits. He's only allowed one earned run in that span. That was against the Toronto Blue Jays and the uh, Boston Red Sox. I'm trying to pull up um, the pitching splits or the uh, batting splits of left-handed uh how the Mariners, I should say, are doing against left-handed pitching over the last two weeks here. Uh, Give me a second here. All right, so let's see here. Um, WRC plus for the Seattle Mariners against left-handed pitching. They rank number 13. Team batting average, they are number 10. On-base percentage, number 12. Slugging percentage, they are taking a dip down to 20 in OPS uh, around 70. uh, Sorry, number 17. So, not too bad, either right around league average or above league average against left-handed pitching. But I know we talked about the um, the Blue Jays and the Rays game being a playoff atmosphere. I mean, I think probably take that and uh, times that by 10 for this series because, again, number one, both these teams are battling it out in that AL West division and also for a wild-card spot here. So I'm going to lean number one with the under 8.5. Um, I think both these pitchers can go along uh, well for their respective ball clubs. I'm also going to leave, lean with uh, the Seattle Mariners getting the plus price here. I just like the form that Logan Gilbert has been not only in season long, but also on the road this season. Like I mentioned, eight and one on the season. He had a really good outing against the Rangers earlier this season. The strikeouts have been there for him as well. He had um, six in his last start against the Dodgers. A um, couple starts to go against the Cincinnati Reds, nine strikeouts, and then nine against the Seattle, uh, sorry, against the New York Mets. And again, like I mentioned, against his Texas Rangers team earlier this season, 10 strikeouts in that game. So maybe if you were a strikeout uh, prop player, maybe take a look at Logan Gilbert in this game. So under eight and a half for me and uh, Seattle Merritt's on the money line, getting the plus money here, Scott. Yeah, uh, for this one, it's really tough because you're looking at Montgomery and you mentioned how good his numbers were in the last couple outings against good teams too, or at least good offenses. With Toronto, who's been, I'll acknowledge hit or miss, but against Boston, who's been a solid offense. I think I'm going to link to Texas here. Both teams aren't exactly uh, separated by much, in fact, yeah. at all, because they, they have the exact same record. But you're looking yeah. at Seattle. They were in not so but not so great form, but then they faced off against Oakland, and they swept, which is what you're supposed to do against Oakland. Texas wasn't playing well either, but they ended up winning the last two games against Boston, did score six-plus runs in each of the last two games, also scored 15 runs in the last game. Uh, there's no travel involved for Texas because they were playing at home against Boston, while Seattle has to now play in Arlington. I think in a price point that's just really close to each other, I'll take the team that's 47 and 31 at home. Both pitchers, I think, are close in terms of overall, I don't want to say talent, but form, I think. Yeah. And Montgomery, yeah. I think, can hold the zone. The bullpen for Texas scares me, but you're getting a pretty cheap price with one of the best home teams in the league. I'll take the 47 and 31 team at home at a pretty cheap price. All right. Uh, last game we want to get to here. Uh, that's going to be the last game on the schedule. I believe that is going to be the San Francisco Giants 
uh, and the L.A. Dodgers. Um, we may not have much for this game because I don't see a pitcher listed for the San Francisco Giants right now. Uh, I do see Clayton Kershaw is on the mound here for the uh, L.A. Dodgers. Let me see if there are any lines up for this game as well. So no lines up, so not much we can uh, go off of here. But, uh, Scott, did you have anything for this game? Obviously, we can't say much without a pitcher for the Giants. Yeah, I'm going to take the Dodgers anyway. I think the Giants are once again falling apart, which isn't a total shock because you look at their overall roster and they really can't hit the ball. But they've been falling apart lately. They've lost three straight games by at least four runs. To go through the numbers even further than that, uh, to look at all their last couple of losses. So, yeah, each of their last five losses have been by at least three runs. The only exception was a game against the Rockies they won where they blew a nine-run lead in the process and still won the game 11-10. to But they've lost six of their last seven. They're falling apart. The Dodgers are still one of the best teams in the league. Kershaw's been solid. Give me the Dodgers' run line. I want nothing to do with the Giants because there are some teams every year that fall apart at various points in the season. And especially in September when you start to fall apart, it snowballs and the reality sets in even more harsher than it would have if you fell apart earlier in the year. The Giants are on fumes. I got to go with the Dodgers here. I want nothing to do with the San Francisco team. Yeah, I mean, Kershaw at home has just been so good for the Dodgers this season. Um, looking at his numbers alone, uh, at home at Dodger Stadium, 6-1 and one with a 1.73 ERA in nine starts. 59 strikeouts and nine walks. He's only allowed 10 earned runs and 52 innings pitched uh, at home this season. And overall... At home, the Dodgers are seven and two in his home starts this season. Uh, <coughs> excuse me, uh, giving him a an average of five point two two run support, while only allowing two point three three runs uh, to the opposition in those starts. So yeah, I'm pretty sure that will probably be at a minus price on that run line, but shouldn't be too steep. Um, but definitely, we'll keep an eye out for the Dodgers run line uh, in this game against the Giants. But like. Scott mentioned, I mean, that the wheels are just falling off or have fallen off for the San Francisco Giants team. Um, Scott, that was going to last be the last game that we were going to cover here. Did anything else kind of catch your eye that you wanted to mention before we do get into our lock-in dog? Not really. I guess if I had to pick one other game I would talk about, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but San Diego is not dead yet. In fact, they're only four back. They've won a bunch of games in a row, and the Cardinals stink. So I think if you want to look for maybe the Padres, they are laying like 160. So mm-hmm. if you want to consider a potential run line with the home team there. I know it's going to sound dangerous with the Padres, but they've won seven straight. I got to at least point it out. They're going to try to go down swinging. Do I think they're going to get into the playoffs? No, but they're trying. That counts. I mean, a lot of teams I just mentioned, the Giants have rolled over. The Padres are trying to save their season at the last minute. I don't think they're going to get there, but I have to at least point out they're against a really bad team in St. Louis. They've won seven straight. I like the current form. I wouldn't mind the Padres run line at plus money. Cowards right now. They're not even putting up lines for them to make the playoffs. Uh, let me see if I can find it on another book here. Um, it should still be pretty high up there because it's not even just yeah. being four back. They have a bunch of teams in their way to even get to the final wild card spot. But the point is, they have not officially waved the flag. Yeah. And that matters to me. Yep. Because the Cardinals waved the flag about three months ago. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't see anything for um, for them to make the playoffs. But again, yeah, you're right. Four games out. They do have the Cardinals this weekend. Uh, and just for kicks, let's just kind of look at their uh, schedule. 
uh, for the last week of the season next week. Uh, let's see here. So they got the Cardinals this weekend. And then they'll start the week next week against the Giants. Like we just mentioned, the wheels are falling off. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. <coughs> so I should mention this is the last home series uh, for the Giants. Uh, sorry, for the Padres this weekend against the Cardinals. Then they go to San Francisco for three, and then they wrap up their uh, weekend series next weekend in Chicago on the south side against a White Sox. So, I mean, we could see a possibility here that they could maybe win out or win the final, what, seven out of nine, nine games or eight out of the last nine games? We've, I mean, We've seen weirder things in baseball. Yeah, so. we have for sure. Yeah, no doubt about that. And again, they, uh, we do see Blake Snell uh, slated to make two more starts before the season does wrap up. So, I mean, he's already wrapped up the Cy Young in the National League after Justin uh, Steele just fell off of the earth. Am, his last am I wrong starts. for thinking that it is two, but maybe three? They got to use Snell on, on a three-day rest situation, right, if they're still in the hunt with like a game or two to go? Yeah, so they have him starting on uh, Monday uh, in that first game against Logan Webb, and then they have him slated for next Sunday. Um against uh, Jose Urania, uh projected right now as it stands. But again, depending on what happens this weekend for the Padres, um, I mean, again, we like you mentioned, there's been crazier things that have happened. So just to kind of put it in perspective here, so let's have the Phillies and the Diamondback. I mean, the Diamondbacks, could, they could fall off the earth as well. But right now, the Phillies, the Phillies, are, the Phillies are safe. I think we Yeah, Phillies are safe. And then the Diamondbacks have a two-game lead over the Marlins and the Cubs. Cubs just won today against the uh, Rockies. And then the Reds are half a game back. The Giants are three games back. And then the Padres are four games back of that fourth spot. So definitely going to need some help. But obviously, they got to take care of business uh, of whatever is in front of them. And hopefully, the cards uh, fall their way um, if you are a Padres fan and hoping that they do make the playoffs here. Um, TVDBJ has a question for us. So the Reds find themselves in the playoffs, or are the O's going to hold off the race for the division, you think, coming down to the wire? I think, um, well, you have any thoughts on the Reds here? Because I, I kind of feel like they're dead in the water, especially with their pitching staff. That entire NL wildcard race is just an absolute circus. So <laughs> I, I think, once fun. again, they're only <laughs> half a game back. Like, they're not screwed. I'm shocked Miami's still in it. I know Berger yeah. got injured, though, earlier this week, so I'm curious yeah. what his status will be. I think he hurt his hamstring, so he might go on the IL. Solaire did come back, though, which is a pretty big boost for that Miami lineup. But the Reds won. I mean, damn, that NL wildcard race is just absolute chaos. I think they're probably going to miss, but if they got in, I wouldn't be shocked. If I had to put the probability myself, i say 46% chance they make the playoffs. That's fair. So the Reds have a series this weekend against the Pirates at home. They go to Cleveland for two. And like we mentioned there, they're still a feisty bunch. You know, they're trying to play spoiler. And then they go to St. Louis uh, to wrap up the season next weekend. It's a pretty decent Um, schedule, though, all things being considered. That's not bad. Yeah. And again, next uh, Friday, Adam, they get to face Adam Wainwright. And again, that's probable right now. Drew Rom, who hasn't been very good either. Uh, and then Zach Thompson as well. And then um, I think the Orioles do hold on. I, I think that, again, um, obviously they have a lot to play for still. They want to get that division. And the 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 schedule isn't too tough for them. So they have the Guardians uh, this weekend. And then they get the Nationals at home. So they should sweep those two games. 
Um, and then they wrap up a four-game series against the Red Sox at home. And again, that series. And the Red Sox are already score. dead in the water. So that's just, yeah, you know. yeah. So um, again, the Red Sox. Um, that series always turns out to be a, a very high-scoring series. And if I'm going to trust an offense right now, that's going to be the Baltimore Orioles. And I'm obviously we're more comfortable with them being at home um, going up against the Red Sox. Uh, last I, game, I, I agree with you. Yeah. I think Baltimore is going to win the division. I do think yeah. it's going to come down to that final series against the Red Sox, though. I yeah. don't think that, that the Orioles are going to blow it open before then. I see yeah. them separated by about two games going into the final series, and I think Baltimore holds on to win. So they might win by one or two games in the final standings, but it's going to be close. I do, once again, think the Reds miss, but okay. I said 46% chance. I Once again, I made up that number on top of my head, but that feels right. Like I lean to not making it, but the wild card race is so chaotic that I think 46 sounds right to me. Yeah. I think the Reds miss, yeah. but I think the Orioles win the division. So, gun to your head, Scott, right now, if I said, obviously, we do feel the, the Phillies are safe in that National League wild card. Who are the other two teams that you think will will get in? I think Arizona's going to get in because they had okay. the massive slump about two months ago, and they were able to right the ship. I am extremely impressed they, they ended up righting the ship. I thought they were dead after what happened in July. But I do think, once again, the Diamondbacks pitching staff, which is kind of – Bad timing by me because Davies is pitching in the game tomorrow. They still have Gallon. They still have a couple of solid options in the rotation, which I think can help potentially, uh, you know, overcome some potential slumps. But I think Arizona is going to get in. The Cubs are tricky because they've been so bad for the last couple of uh, really just week or two. The, the last week or two, they've been a mess. But they did beat the they beat the Rockies today, which they better win. But yeah. <laughs> I think Miami's going to miss. Burger getting hurt doesn't help. I don't trust the bullpen, and even the rotation has been kind of iffy lately. I think Cincinnati's going to miss. I think I'm just leaning to these three. I think the Cubs will get in. They've managed to somewhat overcome the massive slump for the past week and change. I'm hoping facing off against the Mm -hmm. Rockies gets them back on track because they should sweep the series. The Rockies on the road are useless. I'm going to go with Chicago. I think they'll get in. Yeah. You? Yeah, so um, like, yeah, I agree. I, I do. I think we. I want to say at the beginning of the year we did pick the um, the Cubs to make the playoffs, and also gave out the Diamondbacks to make the playoffs at four to one. The Cubs do have a tough schedule to end the season, though. They so they. I think that it's it's mandatory that they sweep the series against the Rockies. They got it done on Friday afternoon. So obviously, two more games on Saturday and Sunday, but then they have to go to Atlanta. And then the wrap up the series against uh, Milwaukee's that division race, they have a very, very tough schedule to wrap up the series. Oh, sorry, the season. So, like we mentioned this weekend against the Blue Jays at home, they go to uh, Boston for two, and then they wrap up the series in Toronto uh, next weekend uh, between the Rays <clears throat> and the Blue Jays. So, uh, yeah, a lot of interesting stuff still to be determined. Again, we'll keep an eye on it throughout the week, all of next week. Uh, I wish well, they had odds ask, on by the way, discuss it more. Yeah, just as you said, Milwaukee. Uh, they're going to be playing for nothing, right? I mean, they're seven and a half yeah. up in the division. That series isn't going to mean anything. Yeah, but again, yeah. Do I mean? Do are they? I mean, I do, do they save their pitchers in? Do, like, do you throw out Woodruff out there? Do you throw out Burns? Woodruff out there gets hurt all the season? time. I wouldn't use anybody. Or maybe you give them like two, three innings so they stay fresh and on schedule. But you're not going to use them for a lot. But would it shock me if Milwaukee indirectly punted that series? I don't believe in the idea of trying to play spoiler 
to a division rival for a wild card spot when you're winning the division. Like you should be focused on winning the World Series, yeah. keeping your guys healthy, whether it involves Woodruff or Burns or Peralta. I wouldn't bother. So you mentioned Milwaukee at the end. That yeah. series should mean nothing because Milwaukee yeah. has basically clinched the division already. Yeah, 100%. I agree with that. Um, all right. Yeah. So <clears throat> a quick update around what's going around both in the wild card and some of the divisions here um, that still have meaning uh, or some meaning. Obviously, the AL West we talked about and the American League East. I think every other division is pretty much wrapped up um, for this season in the MLB. I will mention probably tomorrow's smash spot is going to be Jordan Lyles against uh, the Astros. Uh, Astros just, especially on the road with Jordan Lyles, I've been, that's what I've been really fading him. He's 2-9 and nine with a 7.76 ERA. He did face his Astros team um, at home in his last start last Sunday in the Astros. Got to over four earned runs in that game in six innings. And again, he's going to be pitching in Minimate Park. Uh, just a fade for me uh, uh, on the road for Jordan Lyles. Obviously, that run line is probably going to be at a very high number of minus 130, minus 140 probably, but uh, something to mention for the Saturday schedule as well. All right, Scott, let's wrap up this episode with our lock and dog for the Saturday games. Uh, what do you got for the people? All right, so for my lock, to be honest, I really wanted to give out a play that I don't have a line on. I really want to give out the Dodgers run one with Kershaw, but I'm not sure what the line's going to be. I'm going to do it anyway. They're the home team, so the price should not be that crazy. But I'll go with the Dodgers run line. I want nothing to do with the Giants at all. Uh, once it, I mentioned how badly they've been struggling, and most importantly, how badly they've gotten buried in each game for the past couple of uh, matchups. It doesn't matter yeah. what team they're against. They can barely win any games. Yeah. Uh, so the Giants have lost six of their last seven. Five of those six losses have been by three-plus runs. And the Dodgers, we know, are one of the best teams in the league. Kershaw's been great at home. There's really nothing to like about this Giants team. Give me the Dodgers run line as my lock against the Giants. I'm hoping for around minus 130, but we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But I do think there's some value. For the sake of the dog here, I think I'm actually going to go with the... I'll go with the Guardians' first five. With yeah. Quantrill against Means, I think when you're looking at this matchup, Quantrill's actually been pretty good for the last month. Means has only made two starts, and he's gone no length. But I do think Cleveland, once again, has been decent spoilers recently. It's mostly Quantrill's form. I'll take Quantrill in the first five against the Orioles at around plus 110. All right. Uh, all right. For my lock, I will go to the Milwaukee Brewers against the Miami Marlins. Uh, currently, some offshore lines have popped up, so I'll give you the highest price just to be on the safe side here. The highest price right now I see for that matchup is a minus 130 over on Bookmaker. But again, there's also a minus 114 out there on Bet Online, minus 116 at Heritage. So uh, when that number does probably pop up on DraftKings, it'll probably be around that range of minus one in between minus 114 and minus 130. So no, we talked about Brandon Woodruff at volumes already on the pod. Um, he's just in great form. And, you know, these two teams did match up, what, last weekend, and Jesus Lazardo got absolutely uh, blasted by this uh, Brewers team. And, again, we just like to form that bad Brandon Woodruff is in probably his last start of the season because, again, like Scott mentioned, 
Brewers really don't have anything to play for next weekend, and that you probably want to save him for the playoffs where it matters the most. But at least in this matchup against the Marlins, so I'll take the Brewers on the money line here. Uh, again, minus 130 is the highest price I see right now, and minus 114 is the lowest price. So something in between there you'll probably get uh, when uh, they, the lines are officially out <clears throat> on some of the books where you do guys you guys have access to, whether that's DraftKings or, or FanDuel, whatever the case might be. Uh, for my dog... Um, I think I'm going to go with the Mets on the first five innings money line uh, with Jose Quintana on the mound. Again, that line is not out yet, but again, it is going to be a plus price, no doubt. And we talked about how Zach Wheeler has struggled against this Mets team um, over the past season here, and I think that's going to continue here. Jose Quintana has been in great form as well. Uh, for this Mets team. And again, before that bullpen does come in for the Mets, I'll just, you know, shrink this down and take the first five innings money line with Jose Quintana going up against the Philadelphia Phillies uh, in that matchup. And also did like the Blue Jays on the money line as well. Uh, if you want to take that for a plus 120 price with Ryu on the mound against uh, Zach Littell and the Tampa Bay Rays. But officially, first five innings uh, money line for the New York Mets against the Philadelphia Phillies. All right, Scott, that's going to do it, my friend, uh, for this edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast. Uh, When we get back here on Sunday night, we will be proving the final week of the regular season for the 2023 season. But anything else you want to mention, my friend, before we get out of here? Uh, Not really. Just keeping busy. Got a couple of tennis podcast episodes coming out this weekend. Besides that, just going to be watching college football and probably dabbling in some Premier League soccer over the weekend. Yeah, uh, we got, uh, again, soccer this weekend, whether you follow the EPL or, or Germany soccer like Scott and I do. Uh, obviously, college football, NFL Week 3, MLB, a lot of stuff going on uh, as far as sports, a lot of things to bet on. But again, uh, bet responsibly uh, and have a lot of fun doing it. And hopefully, we can uh, smash the books as we have been all season long for the baseball season. Like I mentioned, we'll be back Sunday evening to uh, preview the Monday games as usual. So look out for us then. Heading into the final week of the regular season, it'll be time uh, for the uh, AL wildcard game, or sorry, the wildcard games for both leagues. And then we'll get into the divisional round and all that good stuff. So I'm sure we'll have, you know, playoff previews and wildcard previews and all that fun stuff for you guys. So again, if this is a great reminder to, uh, if you haven't already subscribed to the MLB Gambling Podcast YouTube channel, go ahead and subscribe. If you haven't already subscribed, uh, wherever you do listen to your uh, podcast, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the case might be, uh, go ahead and subscribe and do us a favor. Leave us a rating and review for the show as well. Uh, make sure to follow Scott on Twitter at Reichel Radio. You can follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. <clears throat> you can follow the MLB Gambling Podcast uh, Twitter account at MLBSGPN. And we're also on Instagram at, M- uh, um, at MLB Gambling Podcast. So do us a follow. Follow us there as well. Shout out to the chat, the usual suspects, TVDBJ, Matthew. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, Good luck with your bets this weekend. Let's break these books off and let it ride. 